Hey, AV Clubbers, this is John Tatey, your senior editor of the AV Club, and this is Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, <laughs> talks about pop culture. That's her you hear giggling on the other end of the line. Hello, Mom. Hi, Johnny. All right, now, what are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about Game of Thrones yep. and Mad Men. And the mid-season finale of uh, Mad Men. Yes, since there was no Game of Thrones. It's been two weeks since we last podcasted, so we've got a lot of work to do. Um, and uh, in, the, in those two weeks, I also apparently upset you by attending the uh, Sweets and Snacks Expo here in Chicago. Yes. yes, very much. And you believe you should have been invited to that. Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, if ever, if ever there was an event made for me, it's snacks and sweets. Well, I have to say that the snacks that you curate for your care packages, the listeners don't know, of course, that you, you know, for the holidays, you send me and Anna these uh, these nice care packages. There's usually some Reese's peanut butter somethings in there, since those are my favorite. Right. Um, are there any hot new candies at the supermarket that you've seen that have grabbed that grabbed your eye? No, nothing new. I, I um, Merrick and I, Merrick is your brother. Surprise! Yes. <laughs> that we went to uh, Yummies, which is in Maine, and it's a big, 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 big candy store. We went there over the Memorial Day weekend and got some things. And Yummies, it's called. It's called Yummies. Well, that's a good name for a candy store. It is. It is a very good. Well, name. What did you pick up? I got um, a box of the Big Charm lollipops. Big you know Charm. Those? I don't know those. They're flat and oval, and they're about as, well, not as big as your palm, but, well, probably not even as big as my palm. All right. As big as a small person's palm. I mean, the reference is becoming a little less useful as we reduce the size of the person, but I get how big it is. Yes, pardon me. (laughs) Anyway, it fills my whole mouth, and I love that. I just love all that, you know, I love that. You want your entire mouth filled with this hard candy. Right. Right. And, you know, and this is actually veering off in a very weird direction. So let's just move on. And I got some Canadian mints. I got some Sky Bars. Do you know what Sky Bar is? Uh, that Sky Bar is the one, what is it, four different flavors inside? Yes. So it's it's a chocolate bar and it has compartments in each. What are the four different elements of the Sky Bar? Peanut butter, mm-hmm. which is like baby poop. Crunch, it's real. I don't care for it. That's not my favorite. Fudge also yeah, looks yeah. like baby yeah, I would imagine. I was going to say, yeah. Caramel. Okay, that's got to be a winner. And vanilla cream. Very good. My favorite. Oh, I thought it was marshmallow. No, I think it's vanilla cream. Hmm. But speaking of marshmallow, I also got some mallow cups, which I like. Those are marshmallow. I'm surprised those aren't bigger. Mallow cups are a little hard to find, and I don't know why. How can you go wrong with milk chocolate and marshmallow? I think they're very regional. They're Uh, made in uh, Boyerstown, Pennsylvania, and I think they're rather regional because another uh, regional uh, candy is peanut chews, and I can't find them everywhere. That's just peanut and caramel, right? Well, like a a nougat-y caramel and peanuts. Right. Um, I tried to sell that to Anna as an energy bar when we traveled one time. Uh, and of course, you picked up handfuls of Necco wafers. I assume Mm-mm. I don't- everybody loves a Necco wafer. 
Speaking of regional candy. I already candy. had some of this, but I do like those, Johnny. They're so chalky, though. Chalk. That's a whole... If you were at the sweets and uh, snack thing, you should know. Chalks are a whole category. Wow. Well, I wouldn't go so far as that, but they did have Necco wafers at the Sweets and, and Snacks Expo, and uh, I told the guy that that was my grandfather's favorite candy, and he said yeah. that he hears that a lot. I think yeah. maybe it's not their most favorite thing to say because, you know, my grandfather is deceased, and that's right. not exactly their target market, I don't think. Exactly. Right. Uh I can take that to the bank. But there is a whole category of chalks, you know, candy cigarettes, you know, those are chalks. Right. And disgusting as well. Yeah. I mean, you either like them or you don't. Well, candy cigarettes are only good because they're transgressive, not for their taste. Well, if you're going to use big words like that, I'm going to have to run and get my thesaurus. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our discussion of the uh, television shows at hand then. And uh, let's start with Game of Thrones. The latest episode was mockingbird and uh, tell me your highlight moment from this episode two things that i just wanted to make sure that we talked about because in in taking some notes for this i wrote down the names which i sort of just flatline in my mind when they're talking because right. i know what everybody looks like but names are a little elusive mm -hmm. sometimes yeah especially on game of thrones it's 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 uh, tricky right and I just realized that one of the characters' names is Hot Pie. You know, it's funny, Mom, as I was preparing for this podcast, I uh, I read, uh, I did watch the episode a couple of weeks ago, but to refresh my memory, I asked um, Eric about his recap because I said, uh, it said, Hot Pie is still alive. And I said to Eric, "What? who is Hot Pie? And yeah, he said, it's that kid that Arya was uh, imprisoned with. Right. And so, I wonder if that's his holy name. <laughs> it's a great name. Maybe I'll name my first kid Hot Pie. Oh, please, no. No? Hot Pie Tatey? How cute would that be? Come on. You would get used to it. <laughs> I'm having nightmare flashbacks right now as we speak. Flashbacks? Or whatever. You would be putting pictures of Hot Pie on the fridge and uh, oh sending God, birthday yeah. money to Hot Pie Tatey. Hot you know, Pie Rudiger Tatey. <laughs> it's quite a burden that you're placing on this unborn. And, and I'm imagining unconceived, unless this is your surprise announcement. You know, I, <laughs> uh, no, no surprise, no surprise yet. But I, I will say that I read an article uh, claiming that kids with weird names grow up to be uh, more well-adjusted because they have to take their lumps on the playground growing up. This was the theory that they have yes, to learn. Because there, there is just there's so few lumps to take on the <laughs> playground. Isn't that true? <laughs> Well, that's that's true. You've you have poked a hole in the theory. My name was John, and I certainly uh, took my lumps on the playground. But I was also a huge nerd, so who knows? Well, you know, I think Merrick has a great name. Yeah, and which he loves now because it does help him start conversations. But he hated it. Oh, did he? He did not like it at all. Well, it is. I'm surprised. You know. And we will get back to the TV show in a moment, listeners. But I've always been surprised that Merrick uh, didn't catch on more. It's a great name. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, like America with the A's off the end. Although I did find it in the obituaries. I didn't. He was born in 76. Right. This wasn't okay. your way of, of waving the flag and... 
Right. Yeah. Or else you would have named him USA USA Tavy. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what I'll go with instead. But so I can just I can just hear that being mispronounced uh, at every assembly and Usausa. That's how they pronounce it. <laughs> Usausa Tavy. Uh, so a hot pie coming back was one okay, of your and notes. I and what that was the was other? Sweet that he, I thought that was very sweet that he baked a wolf cookie. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a cookie? I couldn't tell what it was. Well, he, he called it a cookie, I think, but it looked like a, a plaque. Yeah, it was a big one. It was a biggie. What I'd really like to talk about, um, Johnny, is Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mother of Dragons. And I really so loved her. Um, in the first season, I ordered some fabric from a place. And when it came, it came with a little plastic dragon. It's about two inches high. And I so admired her that I put, I carried this dragon in my pocketbook all the time. Mm. And, um, it was a total mistake. It was, it shouldn't have been put in there. And it was probably some child that was playing while they were packing, but I've always kept that dragon, um, in honor of Khaleesi, who really disappointed me in this past episode. Oh, tell me how. Well, I really felt that her sleeping with uh, Dario... Mm -hmm. Wow, you're good. You really did keep track of the names in this one. I'm impressed. Well, I do, because I really took notes. I, I was just really disappointed at the lack of importance of it, I thought. I see. I'm not sure that's quite the right word. Well, it was it was very casual. Yeah. And I guess you were expecting that after she had presumably been celibate for so many years, uh, after the, or however long it's been, after the uh, death of Khal Drogo, that she, that there would be a little more import to this. But maybe she, maybe she needed something casual. That's what I think. Well, and uh, I could, I could uh, accept that. It's just that, you know, mother of dragons. This and this is what happens. It's just like a little. I uh, got drunk at the bar Saturday night with <laughs> this guy home. I, you know what I mean. It was just too casual for me. But isn't if you're going to be intense, be intense. But isn't that just it? Is that she's never really she's never really had this casualness. All of her all of her encounters to this point have been so fraught or laden with meaning that she's never really had a uh, casual dalliance. So I, you know, she is the mother of dragons, and even the mother of dragons needs to let off some steam once in a while, is what I think. Bully for her. All right. Well, you know, that's a generational thing. I think. You think so? I don't know. I don't know. I was just disappointed. I love that. I love the power. Yeah. You know, as she, you know, lifts a finger and the dragons listen. And, you know, although I'm interested to see, uh, I haven't read the books. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see if one day they just eat her. I I hope not. I I uh, I understand what you're saying. I don't. You're not so disappointed in her that you would get rid of your dragon, would you? Oh no, no. 
But uh, I think that she, I think that she does have this power. I think it's a good, it's an important point though, because that power is weighing on her more heavily than it ever has before in this season. Because she has to, she's a natural leader, and now she's learning how to be a ruler. Right. It's an interesting right. parallel because we've seen we saw on the Mad Men episode we're going to talk about that Roger Sterling had to quickly learn how to be a leader. Right. Yes. Very interesting. And I would have liked to have seen her sleep with her advisor. With uh, who is it? Jorah. Jorah, Jorah Mormont. Yeah. I would have rather seen that because I think um, that would have intensified the power. Right. I think he would have liked to have seen that, too, but uh, that is not in the cards for now, it seems. No, not for right now. And so the other thing I would like to uh, hound in Aria, and I I had the sense during this episode uh, a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. What do you think about that? Uh, tell me, Tell me why you think that. Well, they start, she started out as a prisoner, and now they're changing into partners that's that's interesting you know i haven't that makes perfect sense i haven't thought about it that way i i think that they're they're spending so much time together that they're just bonding and yes she's i suppose a prisoner in some sense but i mean it's not like he keeps her shackled uh that one that one morning when she was practicing her uh sword moves right she you know she could have got she could get away at any time i think that she has to stay with him as a matter of practicality Certainly, but I think I think that yeah that the prisoner thing has has melted away. All right. So are you and, and you don't the, like that relationship then or what? Well, you know what? I, here's what I felt like. I felt like you know there was niceties going back and forth. Not you know not really, but you know a comfortableness. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I didn't really say that, but <laughs> um, in my mind, I thought, wait, this is. This is not what I remember. This is this is not the direction. Because you know, I'm a very good grudge holder. So Well <laughs> You are. You're a skilled grudge holder and that must make it hard to watch Game of Thrones sometimes, I would imagine. It does sometimes, you know, but I, I'm used to it because I have that I have that problem with many shows that I watch, so And and sports too. You hold a grudge when you watch sports. Oh too. yeah. Yeah, I'm very grudgy. The one thing that we really should touch on before we move to Mad Men, Mm -hmm. which I was really excited about, but we should talk about the moon door. This does seem like an ill-advised thing to have in your castle. I mean, there's really not much of a guardrail. There's that, right? There's that little buffer that doesn't even go all the way around. Just those those two stones on either side. They're always horsing around near that thing, and boy, it makes me nervous. I couldn't agree with you more. It's something that if I had a lot of enemies, I'd love to have. But in general, it looks like a very dangerous thing. How and it does have a bottom, though, right? Because we heard we heard uh, the ant hit the bottom, didn't we? Well, she hit the cliffs below. It's like the it's like the castle is out is like dangles out over yeah oh, land okay. below. Okay. Yeah, so they they she doesn't hit bottom, but she just hits hits the land. Yeah, okay. I mean, but I would just I mean, today I I was in the bathroom and I'll confess that I my tie dipped in the toilet water a little bit. Okay, which is disgusting. And, are, and do we what what the heck were you doing 
that your tie got into the toilet. Well, I'll tell you what. I had uh, put my phone on the toilet paper holder, and when I leaned over to pick up my phone, when I was finished, you know, I was turned around, and my tie dipped in the toilet bowl. Oh, okay. I'm not proud of it. In fact, no. I'm rather ashamed of it. But I'd Did like to. Did you change your tie? Uh, you know, it was just the tip, so I just dried it off, and the toilet water wasn't dirty. You know. Okay. So I decided it was close enough. It's still a little disgusting, but you know. Right. But but as the, long as you don't tell anybody. <laughs> Right, right. As long as I don't tell every, you know, AV club reader. But <laughs> And now we all can't wait to see what tie you have on. <laughs> yeah. But my point is that we're all idiots. We all do clumsy things like this right. sometimes. If I dip my tie, the equivalent of my dipping the tie in the toilet water of the uh, moon portal or whatever it's called. What is it called? Moon door? Moon door. Uh, I, I would be dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Were you shocked by the ending? I was. And, you know, to say, uh, I, I, I only had one true love or whatever he said, mm-hmm. you know, and that was your sister, Shove. You know, to me, I would very much enjoy doing that to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Shoving um, someone? No, I don't have anybody specific. Well, right now, and I mean, it would have to be somebody I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, that's ha- in my wheelhouse, you know? Yeah, like my Spanish teacher from high school, you'd push her through the, the moon door, <laughs> right? I think I accomplished what you, I yeah, needed to Yeah, I think she would, have, she would have preferred to be pushed through the moon, moon door at the end of that parent-teacher conference. But Probably. I suppose that's a story for another time. We should move it along. It is a story for another time. However, I would like listeners to know that i felt i was totally correct oh yes you were you always stuck up for your kids All and right. uh, you were sticking up for your for your kid there so okay. uh, yeah you go blameless so if, in that. if listeners want to know they should let us know and we'll tell that story <laughs> okay well i think they're going to want to know now but we that'll just uh, make them listen to the next episode uh, speaking of next episode, let's move along to Mad Men. This week's episode was called, uh, oh no, it wasn't called Mockingbird. <laughs> that was the name of the Game of <laughs> Thrones episode. I'm so organized. <laughs> you know, the fact that we're doubling up has me all thrown. <laughs> yes, every episode of everything is called Mockingbird, Mockingbird. now. No, this episode of Mad Men was called Waterloo. I was absolutely in love with this episode. I really was. I never really liked Megan. I didn't ever really understand who she was. And I just found her chirpy. And, you know, I think Don, although, and let me say this, in her defense, you know, Don really picked her. But he really needs somebody with a little more intensity and substance. Right. Someone like Peggy, perhaps. So are you a uh, Don Peggy shipper, as they say? What does that mean? Uh, it's if you want these two characters to have a relationship, your uh, relationshipper or shipper. Oh my God! Every week I just feel older and older. <laughs> well, that's I I I don't think I mean I use that term somewhat ironically. I think that the AV club readers would uh, would use it tongue in cheek as well. So don't worry for not knowing it. Well, I like to be tongue in cheek. Yeah. Well, now you can be. If I can remember it. I would have liked that a while ago, but not now. Really? Yeah. Why not now? 
Well, while Don needs somebody with more intensity, I think he also needs some someone sexier. Yeah. You know, Peggy has that funny lisp, and she's just not... He needs somebody a little more polished, a little more sexy, and intense in their own field, not his field. Right, like the um, psychologist from a few uh, seasons right. ago. What was her name? Dr. Faye Miller. There you go. I, I would have never known that. I would have liked for her to hang around a little, a little longer, although I thought her arc was excellent. I'm with you on Megan. I never... You know, if Madman has any weakness, it's that some of the female characters aren't always as strongly defined as the as the men. And I think that they've yeah. they've had a little trouble with Megan. And I also think that Betty has gone through stretches where I'm just scratching her head and wondering why are we paying attention to her when you're not giving her anything really of substance to right. to contend with. I don't think that's true anymore, but there are there right. have been times. Well, speaking of Betty. Who are those people that came to live in the house? I, I missed that. Who are they? Uh, boy, I don't know. I th- they seem to just be family friends. But, yeah, how about that power couple? <laughs> Sally, and I don't know who the, you know, I don't know what the name of the of the kid is. I'm sure they said it, but I, I didn't write it down. Uh, but that, uh, they look like they belong in a magazine. What magazine? Uh, boy, I don't know. Tiger Beat. <laughs> One of your old faves, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to have a subscription to that. All of those. <laughs> what other ones were there? You would know. Teen. Come on, he used to read Teen. all that. Teen, yeah. I don't know. You you had a subscription to Nintendo. To Nintendo Power, yes, I did. Yeah. And Scree. What was Scree? Oh, Scry. That's when I was into um, uh, collectible card games. Remember okay. I, the Star Trek card game I used to collect? And I had I had nobody. Yes, they do. I was the saddest Star Trek card game collector because I had all of the cards. I knew what all of them did, and I had nobody to play with. <laughs> you know, there weren't that many Star Trek The Next Generation customizable card game players uh, in rural New Hampshire, as it turns out. That is true. I didn't plan that, that out very true. well. But then the internet came along and I could play with people on the internet. Right. That's right. So don't cry for him, listeners. Don't cry for him. <laughs> that's, that's right. Let's go back to, the, to that song, song and dance number at the end. What did you make of that? What do you think the meaning of that is? Um, I don't know. I did feel like there was a message. Um, it felt ominous to me in that... Uh, we, you know, we've just seen uh, Pete Campbell uh, hilariously giddy over the over the big payoff that's coming his way. With oh, and really, could I say, why can't they just shove him out of an airplane or something? He, what is he all about? Some of those hairstyles, some of the stuff he says. How could any woman want to spend five minutes with him? He is a doofus. <laughs> So you're not a Pete fan, huh? Oh my God! I really, uh, if he if he isn't just for comedy relief, I have no idea what that guy is all about. Aww. Have you seen some of his hairstyles? Trendy, um, trendy, yeah. 
I think he's had some great hairstyles over the course of the series. I think he is. He does make great comic relief, but I love seeing him exasperated, which he almost always is. He's almost always, you know, bawling his fists over one thing or another. Uh, but I think he's a soulful character. Ugh, I don't want to talk about him. I don't like him. All right. Well, we'll go back to talking <laughs> talking about Bert, Bert Cooper then. And I think that they just signed this big money deal. And then you have Bert Cooper singing the best things in life are free. And the uh, song also references the moon. This was the moon landing episode. Right. To me, it was ominous in the sense that Don just signed this deal with McCann that he, or is about to sign this deal with McCann, that he avoided uh, right. a few years before right. and I think that I took this as a sign that perhaps this was not the fulfillment that Don was seeking perhaps just doing right. his job really isn't enough and that's what the last seven episodes are going to be about and that's what I think I think it was realize work is work but there are other uh, wonderful things in life this is going to sound stupid, but I hope you know what I mean when I say that it's at the end of this season, it seems that Don is content, and yet Don also seems like a person who's not going to be content with content. Well, and but I think that's what Bert was trying to convey. Yeah, I agree. That you don't always have to be the dog in the fight, that sometimes you can just go to the dog fight. Well, this is a terrible Good Lord! Analogy. That you could just go to the dogfight and place a bet and have a box of popcorn and a beer and go home. Right, right. Maybe right. there's well, a different sure kind of fight we could... Because <laughs> I don't like dogfighting. Dogfight, good Lord. You're, you are a great lover of dogs. I love dogs. Um, you know, I think we're going to see the... Not new and improved, but maybe the soft-shell Don... Soft Shell Don, I love that. What do you think about that? Well, I think we've seen glimpses of the Soft Shell Don, yeah. and I think that, uh, well, I think and I hope, I guess, this may be part hope speaking, but I I think that we've, we have sort of peeled away this carapace around Don. I mean, remember how far we've come, because in the, in the early days, remember when he was convincing uh, Betty that she was insane? You know, he right. was, because um, he didn't want to reveal his secret to her, you know, and that was panic. But right. still, that's how hard and defensive he was at that point. And I, I do think that we're getting down to the core of Don. And I think I th think we'll see the softer underbelly a little more. Yeah. In the next season. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is you cannot maintain. A hundred miles an hour, you just can't maintain that. No, you can't. I mean, that's what Ted Shaw is showing us right now, right? Right. That's right. He went along with it, too, though. Yeah. He's an ass. Really? You don't care for Ted Shaw? No. Why not? I, I, um, why do you like him? I don't know that I like him. I guess I, <clears throat> I sympathize with his feeling of being adrift and of being burnt out. I've certainly been there a couple times in right. my career. I mean, sure. you remember a couple of years when I started the Game Logical website and I was working so, you know, so many oh, hours on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, that there were certainly times where I just felt, even as I was working hard on it, I felt a little distant from it and wondered if I should move on. I don't think I was ever really saying I'm done, like Ted right. Shaw said, but I understand that feeling. And I also, I guess I also empathize with him because he did come back. He did 
yeah. he did continue doing it. And that's, you know, that's what I always did when I was really in that, that low point a couple of years ago is I always came back to the work and found a new way to make it fulfill me. But it's, right. it's hard. Well, I guess I didn't like that he played with uh, Peggy's heart. Well, yeah, definitely, yeah. But let me say this. I did appreciate that he could, that he was open-minded enough to hear their um, their argument and without going out and doing something self-destructive or nutty, he saw the logic of it. Yes, he does have to work, and I, I think he made a good decision. Boy, that was a really interesting moment, though, when Don is convincing him, and then Cutler says, you know, look what happened the last time Don talked you into something, and it was really that that moment really they pushed on a knife's edge knife's edge of whether he uh, Chaw was going to do it or not although you had Let's a feeling see. he was going to right yeah but also I, I don't know how it's going to work out for him i honestly don't know if if dom was right or not or if dom was just saying what he needed to say to make this happen what is right. your feeling well i mean i think it's like life it could go you make decisions and you make the best decision you can and then you have to live with it I just wonder if if Cha was so far gone that he's not really going to be able to recapture his enthusiasm. Mm, I don't. I don't feel like that. I don't think he's that kind of a person. You think he'll get back into it? Somehow. I do. I do. I don't think he's a. I think he thought he was all done, but he just needs a good rest. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything else you want to cover in that episode? Um, Sally's kiss. I just wanted to touch briefly on that because mm-hmm. I think if I had chosen one for her, I would have chosen the the brother that was sort of hunky. Right. That was the. I like that she went for the nerd, but and I think she that was a bit of a power play for her. Not a bit of. I mean, that's all it was, right? Right. That's all it was. Because he certainly had. He he might have been struck by lightning as well as been kissed by Sally. You know. What do I, I do now? Uh, well, go to bed. <laughs> Alone. Right, yes. <laughs> All right, Mom, what should we talk about next time? We could talk about Cosmos. The drink? No, the <laughs> the television show about science. Have you been watching The Cosmos? No. Oh, you got to watch that. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Sometimes, sometimes you get a bum one, but most of them have been fantastic. All right. I guess all right. I'll watch that then. All right. So next time we will talk about the mysteries of the universe, cosmos. Uh, Mom, thank you for being on again. And hey, how did you? How do you think the first one went? How did? Were you happy with the reception? I know you were afraid of the comments. Oh, your friends were delightful. Yeah. See, I told you they would be, didn't I? They were wonderful. Okay. They were wonderful. Although Johnny, some of them got deleted. What did those people say? Uh, I don't know. Who deleted them? You know, all the editors can. It was they were probably dirty. I mean, I could go back and look, but they were all probably right. just well, a little. Well, whoever those bastards were, just keep to yourselves <laughs> and don't don't bother us this time. Well, we you know we did. Uh, there is a little bit of of naughtiness in the title of the very podcast, and I think. Well, I know, but that was kind of cute and tongue in cheek. Yeah, that's the that's part of the joke. But uh, you know, some some people can't handle that. So they uh, they took it a little too far. That would be my guess, but I don't know what All it right. was. All right. Well, grow up, people. <laughs> 
All right, Mom. Next time we will talk about Cosmos. Thank you, and thank you all for listening. This has been Mom on Pop, and we will be back again very soon.